Previously on Radio Radio the Podcast. You have reached the voice mailbox of Nick Gogol. Hello, Nick. I can see the ocean where I am, Nick. When was the last time you saw the ocean? Whoever it was that called didn't call back. I don't know who it was. I'll be driving all night. I don't know exactly where yet, but I'll be at the ocean. So tune in next week, where I finally do something. Wait a second, what's that in the distance? Why, I know the sound of that engine anywhere. It's the Mission Pangea. It's stopping? Hello? Who's there? Squeaky, squeaky, We're rolling squeaky, down the window. Squeaky. Need a ride? Name's Monk. Hello again, it's me, Nick Gogol, and this is Radio Radio, the podcast. What are you doing? Uh, uh, and and that's Monk, uh, who's a new friend of mine who's joining me. Are you on the phone with somebody? I, I'm making a podcast. Ah, huh. I see. That's, so that's Monk, he's a, a new friend I met last week. Uh, you heard from him at the end of the episode. And, uh, yeah, he's so he's sort of a new acquaintance. I guess friend is maybe a little strong just yet. Uh, but he's gonna, you know, hit the road with me now. What went wrong? What? I asked what went wrong. You're living in a glorified van alone and you're making a podcast. Uh, uh well, if you want to know the story of, uh, you know, how we got here, you can listen to, uh, the last few episodes. This is episode five of Radio Radio, the podcast, and... You can pick up the backstory there. I cover most of it in episode one. Uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You know, you can rate, review, leave uh, five stars if you do, or four, or I mean three. It's reasonable. Nobody's returning your calls, are they? Not for a few days, no. Sweet sea air. Oh, Monk, let me tell you, when this ferry docks and we're living that island life, you're gonna love it, buddy. I'm still upset with you. Monk, I do not want to have this argument again. I'm just telling you what someone told me. Uh, you know, trust this person, and they know the deal, like, really intimately. They know what's going on. I believe that you believe that it's true. You don't know any better than me. You're just... We're just on opposite sides of this. I understand. We're not going to see eye to eye. And I really don't think there's any more use fighting about it. And frankly, I don't want to out here. I do know better than you. That corkscrew thing is just a rumor. It's made up. I've been this up close and personal. I've seen for myself. That is anecdotal. And anecdotal evidence doesn't count for anything. Look, you get a little first-hand experience with one, and then tell me all about it, and we can have this conversation like equals. Until then, you're just gonna have to accept that what you're trying to tell me is true amounts to gossip. Uh, until you've lived it. I was curious, too. I'd heard exactly what you heard about them. It just turned out it wasn't true. Like how people used to say the pasteurized milk doesn't cause x-ray vision, but only while you're asleep. Excuse me, I couldn't help but overhear, and forgive me for saying so, but your friend here is right. Really? There's no corkscrew? None whatsoever. 
They're actually quite pleasant. But enough about my time in the service. I am Hatch. I'm a rear admiral in the Point Lookout Coast Guard. All of these waters you can see are within my authority. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Excuse me, I couldn't help but over here, and I have to say you have no authority over this swimming pool whatsoever. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Bobby Soboulet. I have a literary agent and a weed card in three states. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Excuse me, I couldn't help but over here. I am Marcel Marceau, and my late husband was the literary agent Garçon Marceau. Perhaps you knew him? Nice to meet- Single living, that is the life of freedom, am I right? But what's with all these apps for meeting people these days? Nobody goes out to a good bar anymore where you can see somebody with your own two eyes and really get to know them. Now it's all pictures and biographies, pics and bios. How can you trust anybody? It was so easy to sign up using an old picture of me and my peak Motley Crew fan days and just make stuff up. I met this chick. Allow me to interrupt. Does anyone know why the ferry has stopped? I have a very important meeting on the island and must make it to shore before nightfall. My name is Cyrus Ephraim. And I am Nadia Moon. Nobody has any idea then, Rear Admiral? Perhaps somebody in your profession could say why this vessel has stopped midway across the water. Oh, even for an old seaman like me, it's hard to say why exactly. Could be many good reason to cause it, you know, here at sail on the wild ocean. Unfavorable weather conditions, recharting the route to avoid some obstruction, first mate answering a long text message. I don't see any clouds. I suppose there could be a reef or something, but I don't see any obstruction. And if there's a reef, it's taken longer to rechart than it took Prince to top the charts with When Doves Cry, taking up the top spot on the Billboard's Hot 100 countdown of 1984. Insufferable. Let's go ask the captain. Some check, some check. One. Oh. It's a loudspeaker. Maybe we're about to find out what's going on. One, 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 one. one. Attention, attention. Now hear this. I understand you have many questions about why this boat has stopped, but I must draw your attention to another question. The question why. Why any of you are here at all. Each of you is on this craft for a reason. You were summoned here by a letter, by phone call, by Morse code or tiny note tucked inside of a pill baggie. You have each been judged, judged guilty for your crimes, and placed under a sentence yet to be carried out. Nick? Yeah, Monk? I'm scared. It's gonna be alright, Monk. Climb into my shirt pocket. Rear Admiral Hatch. Justice has found that you did, on the 18th of June, 2004, disrespect with corrupt intent the posted rules at a federally protected bird sanctuary. Bobby Sol Bulay, 
Justice has found that you did on the 24th of December, 2009, knowingly scatter a handful of crumbs from a marijuana brownie upon the ground while sitting on a bench in New York City, as though they were just pieces of delicious, delicious bread. Marcel Marceau, justice has found that on March 24th, 1999, you succeeded in your attempts to encourage the malicious and slandering literary career of one Mr. Pinckney, and in doing so caused unknowable harm. Cyrus Ephraim, yeah! Justice has found that you cannot be put up with at any time. And Nadia Moon, justice has found that you have on occasions too numerous to list in detail, committed the crime of murder. Justice has found that for each transgression, a penalty must be paid. For your crimes, you have been sentenced to die. Wait, wait, wait. What about us? What? You, you didn't say anything about us. Who are you? I'm Nick Gogol, Radio Radio the Podcast, formerly Good Morning Germanica on WBWWJCMFD. Hmm, let me double check. Nick Gogol, why does that name sound familiar to me? He's that guy from the radio, meltdown guy, totally lost his mind guy. Some people just can't handle the pressure to perform. Just ask my dad's wife. Ah, that's right. That's why I recognized your voice. I overheard your conversation earlier and just couldn't place it. Oh gosh, that show. It was so hard to hear. Like, like a cringe comedy in 2018. It was completely real, though. Not a joke. He got fired on air and totally went off the rails. It was pathetic. I I, I had a hard time, yes. I'm only human, but but anyways, is, is that why I'm here? And why am I here, pal? I, I, I just drove an RV. I don't, I don't know what this is about. Who is that talking? Name's Monk. Hello, Monk. You are so small. Well, this is a little awkward. I'm afraid I don't have anything here about either of you, Nick, or Monk. Well, well then, I, I still need to get to the island. And I would like to get you there, but I'm kind of in the middle of something. And what's so important on the island anyways? Obviously, he's just trying to get a fresh start away from that whole wretched, wretched, embarrassing, horrifying, humiliating scene he made. Oh no, probably he's been driven away by his family who no longer want him in their lives. If you're heading to the island hunting Blackbeard's treasure, don't bother. You'll never beat me to it. I'll have you know that I, I received a voicemail. Someone who I have reason to believe might be on this island. Here, uh, one, here, I'll play it. I'll play it for you. Listen. Hello, Nick. And now a word from our sponsors. 
Investigators today made a public plea for information leading to the safe return of affordable alternatives to name brand shampoos and conditioners. If you have any information or believe that you know someone who may have some information that could lead to the return of safe and effective alternatives to name brand shampoos and conditioners, we strongly encourage you to reach out to your local law enforcement and use our offer code HAIRCUFFS to get 20% off uh, any Pantene product between now and July 28th. If you act now, you'll also get a special uh, hard soap, and that is a soap that can be used on uh, particular animal furs, but only like big livestock kind. That is uh, offer code HAIRCUFFS. Use when contacting your local authorities should you have any information about the whereabouts of affordable alternatives to name brand shampoo, conditioners, and hey, why not body wash? Well, they, they they sent uh monk and I down to 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 wait in the brig. Uh we're not really sure what's happening up on deck. The boat still isn't moving though. You you doing all right, monk? You okay over there? I'll be okay. I've been in worse spots than this. Uh well, I'm sure we'll follow up on that later. Um but uh, I thought now was probably a good time to follow up on uh, our last game of This American Two Truths, but one is a lie. And so I'm happy to say uh, congratulations, uh, Super Buck. Uh, that's superbuck uh, at gmail.com. Um, you have won our first round of This American Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, you were the only one to correctly guess which of those two stories was a lie and uh uh congratulations uh and so excited that uh people are really you know getting uh, interested in this game Uh, hey hey monk uh have you ever played uh this american two truths but one is a lie of course i have it's my favorite game well well hey i mean i know things seem pretty grim down here i mean uh we walked ourselves here but uh you know obviously Neither one of us wanted to get locked up in a brig uh, rather than, you know, you know uh, hold up on the beach with a couple of margaritas and, you know, I still don't, I'm not really a shorts guy, but uh, I would have worn like a, a lighter pant. Uh, so why don't we, why don't we just start another round? Uh, that's, it's one of the segments we do here on Radio Radio, the podcast. Um, and I I mean, would you want to go first? You can go first if you, if you have, uh, something lined up. I don't want to put you on the spot though. No, you go first. I'm just gonna, I'm just thinking. Okay. Uh, so I'll go first. Um, we don't have access to the books I got. Those are on the Mission Pangea that, from that antique store back in uh, Indiana. So I'm just going to have to try and wing it. Um, but, uh, oh, I guess Monk and I should probably confer about which one's going to be the lie. You know what? I think it's probably going to work out regardless. I, I feel confident. So this story 
is from uh, my hometown, actually. It's a regional story uh, from, you know, the, the little area where I grew up. Um, just like a little local tale from Chicago, Illinois. And it is called The Garbage Man's Dilemma. So we open on our garbage man, and his name, let's say, is uh, Rafael San Domingo uh, Wilson. And he is uh, the head of the union-busting organization that wants to shut down uh, all garbage collection in uh, Chicago, Illinois, uh, indefinitely, because he thinks that if he does that, he can uh, campaign on that as kind of a crisis situation. Uh, drive out one of the local aldermen and uh, sort of ride a wave of populist support uh, for trash collection into office and then once he gains political office he can form connections and uh, you know strike deals that are personally profitable to him um, because even though a lot of the work that aldermen do doesn't seem um, you know, on a big scale to see be very exciting or uh, uh, lucrative. Uh, you make so many connections, and you know, especially in a you know even a little place like Chicago, you can sort of uh, rub elbows with the right people. Who, even if they aren't uh, big names, they might have big wallets. So he comes up with a plan that uh, it's going to center on this one particular alleyway up on the north side and it's a very special alleyway because technically uh, the city doesn't own the property that extends into it. Um, it's privately owned. It has been since uh, like the 1870s and so the residents on that block um, they get to negotiate uh, certain things with the city that are otherwise just sort of um, held in common uh, for all the city's other residents. Um, and one of the things that they get to negotiate is the trash pickup. And so he decides to uh, put a halt on their trash collection. Um, effective immediately. He has somebody on the inside at the collection bureau for garbage and they agree to do this if he uh, helps uh, get one of their um, you know what it's too obvious that this story is true isn't it? Um, anyway, okay, so Monk, why don't you, why don't you take your turn, and, uh, we're gonna have to sort of retool this. Maybe this is just a, just a story corner, just to make us feel better, rather than a, a game of this American Two Truths, but one is a lie. Okay, I think I'm ready to go, although I do think it's weird that you had all of that written down in notes in your wallet, and if you were gonna write it out as notes, I would think that you'd sort of clear it up a little bit, you know, clean it up for presenting. 
Um, anyways, my story is from a collection that my parents gave me uh, without reading it first called Harry Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, it's uh, based on a popular uh, human series, but it's, you know, they change it into like animal stuff. Uh, and this story is called uh, Grandfather's False Teeth. And it is, it, I'm going to set the scene, open on a, a dusky meadow at, 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 and the grass is up to your waist. Um, but imagine, of course, that this is a small uh, creature's uh, waist, so not a, not a human waist. Uh, and the, uh, open on a, a dark meadow and the grass comes up to your waist and the wind whips across it. And you look out up at the sky and you see the moon. And then you look back down and you see something glowing and you realize that it's the moon glowing off of it. And it's not good because the thing that the moon is glowing off of is eyes. And those eyes are looking at you and so you start to run and run and run and run and you get to your little hutch your your warren um whatever it is that a lot of these books are actually uh, i guess your audience might not know a lot about animal marketing but uh they're sort of they're generic in a sense but then they're also like personalized so each version um uh will be directed at like a different animal audience so like here i might have said like if i were a horse i would have said like a stable like warren would be good for a rabbit uh or i guess hutch might work for them too if they're sort of domesticated rabbit um but so you you run and you run and you run and you're very fast and you get back to your warren let's say and you turn around and you hear something uh you know pounding at your door and scratching at your door trying to get in get in behind you and you you've locked it and you take all the furniture and you barricade the door and keep it shut and you, you put your back up against a wall and the corner and you hold yourself and you shake and there's nobody there to help you and eventually the scratching the scratching you know keeps going for a long a long long time but eventually the scratching against the wood door to your warren it stops and you sit there shaking for so long but then eventually you do fall asleep and in the morning there's there's like the snow has fallen and you you approach your door and you you don't have a window because we don't have glass usually unless it's like terrarium situation happening and you gingerly pull away the furniture that you use to block the door quietly so that if whatever was chasing you is still nearby outside you'll be able to push it back into place but you get enough of it away and you sort of crack open the door and you look outside and you see the deep deep gouges on the outside of the door and you have no idea what what could have made such deep scratches what could have been so desperate to get into your your little warren in the middle of the night in such a cold winter night and you see something you see something down in the snow and you realize that it was not scratches that were trying to get into your door but tooth scratches because your grandfather is a woodchuck and his dentures were down there and that's what made the scratches oh i just got chills down my spine Oh, okay, well, that's, we're still down here in the brig, those are the two stories, uh, I guess we can go ahead and still treat this, I know I kind of tipped it, but treat it as a game of this American two truths, but one is a lie, so if you want to email in and tell us which story you think is the lie, if any, uh, then you can email us at uh, radio radio the podcast at gmail.com or you can find me on twitter at nick gogol too and i think that's gonna that's gonna be it for this episode of radio radio uh i mean i hope i hope we get out of here before the next one we really don't know what's going to happen attention attention nick and monk nick and monk Please report immediately to the captain's chambers, Quack.
In the days we sweated out on the streets of a runaway American dream, at night I sweated out on my sheets which look like an American flag.